The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. So Yo's in the room with us. JB's here. Jeff, more beard sacrifice to the COVID. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Unfortunately, you are correct, sir. I am trying to get so I can see our questions. But unfortunately, that is not working. Pantless Jen's here with us. Had a not a party unless she's here. That, that's true. Colossal cluster fuck when the PUI coded over the weekend. That's not good. Probably not the best way for that to happen. So, all right. Well, Tom, man, we're gonna. Uh, talk about some covid stuff right that we are ben that we are i am just trying to get into the conversation with everybody else but like you said technology is uh precluding me from doing so at the moment perhaps they don't want to talk to you that is always a possibility as a matter of fact i know it's laggy guys i'm working on it Everybody's saying that we're lagging out. Well. Voice is good, video hmm. laggy. Well, that's because the camera was scared of Tom's face, but. Um, Can you blame it? Do we want to say, do we want to just, you know, address the elephant in the room there, Tom? Uh, I mean, we can. I think it's pretty clear what's going on. So uh, those that have seen me before on here or that know me in real life uh know i had a precious beard up until just about 24 hours ago our facility went to a hey if you may be needed um or need to get fitted you have to have no facial hair policy put in place such as many of you are dealing with not me and uh and it got me it got me it's uh it's a sad day, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It's true. I mean... Uh, Jeff, uh, did I steal the kiddo's room? Actually, no. This was my... Uh, I have an 18-year-old daughter that lived with us for a while, and she moved out, which le- kind of left it as a spare room, and so that's the room that I have moved into now to uh, protect my family. So this is uh, Bunker One, is what we're going to call it. Ooh, I like that bunker one. Bunker one, so, but I know that we had uh, lots of things we wanted to talk about, some conspiracy theories and some other stuff that frankly oh, yeah. pissed me off. Uh, yes, and uh, for those that don't know Ben, um, on the outside, he is well for bat- lack of a better term, he is a pretty relaxed guy. So for him to get upset is a pretty mighty accomplishment. Well, it does happen occasionally. If you find the right button, you can, yeah. So, uh, do you have the most recent stats? 
I I do have the stats that let's put it this way, and this is what I'm trying to make sure I want everybody to know that listens to us, that uh, comes to us for some uh, positive or what they believe to be factual information, because we do try and be as factual as possible. These are the most up-to-date numbers that I am able to find. However, as the disease and infections progress, the numbers are going to become exponentially quicker and larger. So if you, in a couple hours, look at something else and you see a different number, it's not on purpose. We're not trying to trick you. This is just what we have right now. Uh, According to the CDC in the United States, we are up to 374,329 cases with a total of 12,064 deaths. The World Health Organization globally has us at 1,279,722 cases and a confirmed 72,614 deaths. But America's still winning gold, right? Well, if you want to go with the America winning strategy, then clearly, yes, um, we're in first place. Sadly. Uh, I would, I, sadly, um, I would like to point out to a lot of people, though, that keep in mind, a lot of these countries are a fraction of our size. And so it's while there are, and, and again, trying not to be political because I don't think any administration would have handled this perfectly. Um, But with the major hurdles we put in front of ourselves, starting at the beginning of this uh, disease process, the fact that we're there is not um, surprising. Yeah, not surprising. Um, Hopefully, as people get used to to the precautions and maybe take them a little more seriously, we'll actually see a slowing down progression. Um, I have, I, I heard this as an interesting quote on um, another podcast. They said, basically we're bearing all the financial brunt of a shutdown, but we're not reaping any of the benefits because nobody's truly staying inside or uh, following the precautions that we're putting in place. So I thought that was an interesting way to think about it is you're going to pay the price and you're not going to reap the benefits if people continue to not social distance, wash their hands, stay out of public, etc. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Did you see that Dr. Drew Pinsky came out and apologized for his uh, earlier comments in regards to COVID-19? No, actually, I didn't. I don't remember what comments he had, so... I believe his initial comments were something to the effect of, you know, it's not going to be as bad as everybody thinks, and uh, you know, playing into it was all media hype type things, and uh, I believe he came out yesterday or the day before yesterday apologizing for his comments and saying that he was wrong, which, if nothing else, I can at least respect the fact that he was willing to uh, admit that he was not correct. It, It is something that... Uh unfortunately is awfully rare i'm trying to get the shadows off my face um it's one of those things that's unfortunately rare when people make a mistake instead of just saying hey i made a mistake nobody's perfect um they tend to try and just blame somebody else and so it's refreshing when somebody that's respected like dr pinsky comes out and says hey i made a mistake i i think we need more of that right now not less that's true 
<clears throat> we are getting some uh, more comments in our, our group here. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to start with some questions or do we want to go to? Well, we got at least we got at least one question. Okay. And then of course we have uh, the what was it the the minister of education has joined us. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? No, no, no. He's actively the education czar. Education czar. He said uh, we should have stick to audio. So you know, these are faces only mothers can love. Honestly, one hundred percent, one hundred percent agree with him. Yeah, I would like to point I out. Only wish it was truth. That last night I said, "Hey, we're gonna do another video," and Tom's like, mm, "No, no, we're not." And I sent him <laughs> the message saying, "Here's proof that you agreed to it, so you're gonna do it, and will you see where he's at?" Yeah. Now, so. Yes, unfortunately, I'm here showing the world my face, and uh, it's not something I wanted to do, but. It is what I, it is what it is. So, so uh, Jeffrey said our facility just bought a tool clean antimicrobial UV light for the office. I'm skeptical at best. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I did some research on some of that actually, and I think if, depending on the wavelength that it actually hits, um, it does show in other coronatype viruses and others uh, that it can eradicate or um, shut down the virus, basically. I can't think of the word that I'm wanting to think of right now. So it would depend Kill on it. the... Yeah. But it would depend on the wavelength. And I believe it's like... It's like 500 to 700, I believe, um, is the the wavelength. But I, I don't I haven't looked up part. too much... I haven't looked up too much on this. I know of uh, multiple facilities that have started to try and uh, deploy this type of technology to stretch the PPE that they have on hand. Um, I applaud them for trying, but again, I think this is a, I'm skeptical at best based on what I have read on the UV light and perhaps it's more effective for certain types of things than the viruses that we're worried about. Also, it's also a sanitation issue. Um, I mean, if you're using the same mask over and over and over again, I understand that that's the purpose of the UV light, but I, I just wonder how truly effective it's be. It's true. Uh, James, the, like the Corona wasn't horror enough. Now uh, we've unleashed Tom's beardless face on the world. So. <laughs> James, yeah. um, again, I could not, I could not agree with you anymore, um, and I will never say that again. So hey. don't expect it. Yeah, you better write but, down the date and time for that. Yeah, um, but it's it's truly a uh, terrible, terrible mistake, and you can completely blame uh, Ben for this because I told him in no uncertain terms that I did not want my face to be on uh, Facebook right now. So uh, Let's do one more question since another one just popped up and then we'll get into some of the topics that we wanted to talk about. Yo, someone said holding your breath for 10 seconds and if not shorter breath, that helps to check if you have COVID at home. That is uh, unfounded. Uh, there's nothing to support that. Um, and I would say, you know, even with the patients with severe COPD and things of that nature, uh, they may not even be able to hold their breath for 10 seconds. 
and then you're going to uh, I think that's going to elicit more fear in people um, you know I would I try to advise patients because we're doing a lot of telehealth now that you know you need to be able to do your normal activities of daily living your ADLs um, you know if you're not um, able to like brush your teeth without getting short of breath or walking to the bathroom without getting short of breath or you they can you can physically see on telehealth that they're having shortness of breath then uh, that's when it becomes concerning um, again <clears throat> I think what Ben just said is a more accurate telling than the hold your breath system is what do you normally do if you can no longer do that and you have the other symptoms then that's when I would be concerned yep nope, I agree um, Jeff said don't use the wand Hold on, on your skin that's uh, very true it will actually uh, I, my MA asked me uh, well why can't we just use like big UV lamps on everybody I'm like well because it would burn you uh, yes which I mean I guess would be your an effective skin. way of getting rid of COVID but it's going <laughs> to cut down on the production yeah your skin does not appreciate UV light that's that's not what it's made for so um um, so somebody asked me, uh, Catherine, uh, did Tom shave his beard because of the coronavirus and why? So uh, just the quick answer is yes. Um, and I explained it earlier, but I'll, I'll go over it one more time, maybe just a little more detail. It was so that if I have to get moved to a different part of the facility, which I volunteered for, uh, such as going back to the ER if necessary, that if I need to put on a sealed respirator or a N95 mask or a duck bill, that it will seat properly so that I can work with these patients. So it wasn't directly for something related to COVID, but yes, that's, that's the answer. And her follow-up question is, why didn't why has Ben not shaved? Well, because Ben's goatee is shaved close enough to his skin that his N95 masks uh, still fits and seals comfortably. So, there you go. Speaking of masks, Tom, yes, apparently let's... Ben's got a big head and a small face. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. Shut up. Um, but speaking of masks, <laughs> now, let's get into one of our topics that we want to talk about, and. Uh, this is one that I get asked quite a bit about recently. The CDC came out saying that the recommendation is that everybody wear cloth masks. And now, of course, this is um, opposite of what we have talked about the last several episodes. And um, I really wish, and maybe I just didn't see the education aspect of it, but I really wish there had been some more education to people about this. Wearing a cloth mask in public is not protecting necessarily protecting you from COVID-19 or anything else. What that is doing is we, when we are to the point of everybody wearing cloth mask, the assumption is that everybody has it. And so if you were to cough or sneeze, the larger droplets that are going to fly further are now contained within that cloth mask. Exactly. Uh, again, while it wasn't a recommendation at first, 
it's the same reasoning, even though it's coming out as a recommendation now, is the mask is not going to protect you. Unless you have a sealed airtight type mask that can protect you against aerosols or droplets, this is not going to protect you. That's not the reason for the masks. The whole point is to protect everybody else from you in case you have it. Because at this point, with saturation levels possibly going up, we're going to have to start assuming that people that aren't tested are still positive. Excuse me. So therefore, it's time to start wearing masks. I, I still have a problem with not telling people that I have a feeling that this is going to run into people are going to take this as, well, I don't need to social distance anymore, or we don't have to take the same precautions that we didn't when we had a mask. And that's my fear. Yeah. Well, it's similar to, uh, and I've seen lots of videos recently of uh, like people wearing gloves and then they wear gloves to do everything. And whether it's shopping and then they eat food with the gloves still on and then they drive their car with the gloves still on and uh, it, it's basic cross-contamination which anybody who works in fast food or healthcare can certainly uh, tell you a, a lot about that yeah uh, there's been some pretty awesome videos I know um, I shared one on my personal page about washing hands but some nurses and a couple other um, entities have done where they just do something as simple as put some ink on their gloves and show you how fast things spread or just by touching so it's been uh it's been pretty cool to watch some of the innovation people have to try and educate the public i'm just hoping that the majority are paying attention yeah and hopefully they will um we'll get back into some more questions here shortly but i, I really want to get into one of the things that pissed me off dom <laughs> into some of these conspiracy theory things that it did so I had a video that is currently uh, has been taken down now off YouTube because they're uh, taking off stuff that is deemed to be not true. Um, but it was shared several times and then it was sent to me several times and people wanted my opinion on it. And it was a video of um, people calling out the mainstream media for their fake news. Uh, the biggest thing was about the CBS uh, showing up a picture of an Italy hospital and saying it was New York. Um, and then it was a bunch of quote-unquote uh, YouTube reporters who um, were going out to hospitals and walking in and saying, see, this is all a hoax. See, this is, there's nothing here. There's no people here. Um, this, you know, this is all just the media saying this. And that's kind of where it got to the point that it pissed me off. I don't so much care about the getting pissed at mainstream media. Uh, my personal belief on that is right now news is expected to be more instantaneous. And so there's not probably that rigorous fact checking that there should be uh, sometimes. Um, they did come out and say, you know what, it was an editor's mistake and it was an error and they apologized. Um, now, of course, because people are going to assume that that's, not correct and it's media hype they're not going to believe it but whatever the case may be the part that gets me is when people call this a hoax because uh, I personally know people who have died from COVID-19 and 
my comment was, well, I'm sure that their family is going to be happy to know that this is all a hoax and, you know, ha-ha, that was funny. Or the fact that there are nurses and nurse practitioners and people that are getting sent to New York and they're paying astronomical money to put these people there. We're talking RNs, $10,000 a week. And I'm like, that's an awful expensive hoax. And, you know, and then it's just the whole, just the gall of people to assume that this is, that we're all putting this on. Are there going to be some hospitals that don't have a high census right now? Yes. You know what? There are, because we are trying to mitigate and prepare for what's going to come. So we have canceled surgeries. We have canceled all the elective bullshit that you don't necessarily need to do in preparation for whenever we're as deep in COVID-19 patients. It's really simple, and people are trying to look for anything to say that this is fake, and it's not. And I can feel myself getting angry, so Tom, you better say something. Oh, I'm <laughs> the voice of reason? Wow. Oh, um, yes, you are, yes. I, I, hold on. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, so first of all, I noticed you kept saying uh, street reporters. That's where you're, first of all, incorrect. They're just assholes, Ben. So let's just get that straight, okay? So these guys are trying to make a name for themselves or go out and become famous by I don't know. Um, As you've already explained, and I would hope most people gather from this, is that these are hospitals that are preparing. So when they're showing all these empty beds, it is in a unit that is set up so that hopefully the hospital isn't overrun. Yeah. Um, it's spaces that administrators have started to take this seriously. Not that they didn't from the beginning, but let's just face the facts. There are things that they could have done better and this time they're trying to. And these guys are trying to capitalize on people's suffering to me that that just shows how low they are they're scumbags and i don't care if you have a different opinion than than me that's absolutely fine uh, i think the world would be perfect but boring if everybody agreed with me <laughs> however thank you. i don't know that it would be however boring. let's just clarify that now it would not be a boring world if everybody agreed with you but anyway <laughs> continue um but the point is is that they're trying to capitalize off other people's suffering on lies and falsehoods they're trying to pull the wool over everyone's eye and they know it's wrong. And they're also editing the videos um, so that like they go up and they ask a person a question like, well, how many COVID patients have you seen? Yeah. And the guy's like, what? Three? I don't know. Like, what do you mean? This hour? Like they don't, they don't put all that information in there. Exactly. You know, they, they just edit it down. So the guy says three, they're like, oh, you've only seen three patients. And then like, it's, it's done. So, I would hope our listeners for sure are <laughs> uh, are smart enough to understand this. My hope is that politely, if they hear somebody saying some of this uh, BS, that they're willing to educate them a little bit. And, and, and Tammy's right. They're looking for 15 minutes of fame at the cost of someone else's suffering. Yeah. And to me, that just makes them complete scumbags. So that was the first one that really got it. Got a little fire under me. The second one, what didn't really light a fire under me as much as it's just odd, I guess. And that is, and I don't know if you, 
when I talked to you about this one initially, you hadn't heard much about it, and I don't know if you've heard much since then. Uh, the I whole, read a little bit about it after this. Uh, 5G is what is actually causing all of this problems, and it's not COVID-19. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> so people are coming out and saying, oh, well, it's all the radiation from 5G, and that's what's causing all of these symptoms, and it's not actually COVID-19. Here's the issue that I have with that, in that they're they're basing it off assumptions that there's a significant amount of radiation and and wavelengths, and I'm not going to get into the science of that because I'm not an expert in that aspect of it by any means. What I can say is that a lot of us already have 5G in our home, you just may not realize it. Your router for your Wi-Fi probably got 5G on it, 5G is around us, and if, you know, they're setting up these huge networks in these big metropolitan cities, and they've done this for years. This is not, while I say it, it's new, it's not like it just came out two weeks ago. We would be having significant more problems if that was legitimately the case. Um, and the fact that you can look at COVID-19 under a microscope and see that it's a virus... <laughs> That's. Don't I mean, you be using common sense. People don't want common sense. <laughs> no, they want the, the sensationalism of it. And I understand that there was a video out about the military weaponizing the wavelength oh, rays, God. and it was a. <laughs> and I mean, it was a legit video, and it was. And I mean, look. Why don't you talk while I try to find that? Because they do talk about that briefly. Well, so so. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to know about this weapon weaponizing issue. Um, so, I decided to look up some more five G because I hadn't really heard that conspiracy theory. Ben Ben brought that to me, and I had a pretty good laugh. So, my first thought for me actually was the opposite of Ben, where he's like, "Well, this has been around for a while, and they've been setting up this infrastructure," which is absolutely true. Um, but COVID is a currently in like hundred and eighty four countries, I believe. Um, and there's 5G in like 40. Valid point. So, how did the other 142 countries get COVID if it's being caused by that? that that's my first one. Uh, the second one is again, it's these people that are trying to capitalize on people's fear. For instance, I saw one where it says, this is a picture of a harp antenna. And if you don't know what harp is, that's a whole nother conspiracy theorist stream. Uh, but you'll have to look that up. This is a picture of a harp antenna um, spraying 5G chemtrails. And it was clearly an airplane um, at high altitude where they have the vapor trail mm -hmm. off of the, the wingtips and the engines. And they had just superimposed a TV antenna over it and we're trying to say that it was an antenna being fly, being flown by the uh, United States military industrial complex to poison us with COVID chemtrails so okay. I, I, I literally couldn't stop laughing uh, mm. to be completely fair so I found it so it's uh, millimeter waves are utilized by the United States Army in crowd dispersal guns called active denial systems and oh yeah what that is is basically it shoots a beam that is invisible, mm -hmm. and if you're once it hits you, it makes you feel like your body is on fire. 
so you want to move. Uh, the sensation is intense enough to cause near, a nearly instantaneous reflex action of the target to flee the beam. Um, it penetrates... Tom. It penetrates mm-hmm. 164th of an inch of skin. And it instantly produces an intolerable heating sensation that causes them to flee. But the problem with that is it's a focused beam. And even at a focused beam, not a widespread network across the world, but even in a, in a focused beam, it penetrates 164th of an inch into your skin. Yeah. Uh, there, so, so many things. So first of all, um, I do know what these active denial systems that, that you're talking about. I kind of thought this is where you were going to go with it, but I was like, mm, I didn't want to say anything until you said it. Um, there are two types um, that I know of that were in development. Now, whether they've actually been deployed with active units or anything, I don't know. One is the sensation, the heat. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Sorry, I've been you're drinking fine. some Diet Pepsi. Um, one is the heat activation and one is actually sound uh they work on the same principle though they are for large masses of people because it is very focused beam and what they do is they aim it at the pockets to try and get the crowd to disperse um it's actually something that they're looking at using for um police and riot control as well so that's also part of the way i know about it just for like large groups of people because like you said it wouldn't do me any good to have it if there's only three people and they spread out the weapon is now pretty much useless. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it, it is it is funny to anybody that has done any sort of like a forty five second Google search could figure this out. Unfortunately, what's not funny is out of you know three hundred fifty million Americans, a small percentage is going to equal a large number of people, and they're going to believe this horseshit. Yeah, sadly they will. Um. So I shared something on my um, personal Facebook page that I found kind of interesting when I was when I was uh, looking at 5G for the, for the show tonight. Uh, this is from 2014 on TechRadar.com. Twelve technologies that scared the world senseless. Uh, number one, trains, because they were afraid that moving at incredible speeds greater than 30 miles an hour could potentially kill you. Number two, telephones. Um, the elderly feared that they would be touching them would give them electric shocks. Um, in Sweden, preachers said the phone was the instrument of the devil and phone lines were stolen and sabotaged. Three, television. Um, you know, the whole... You gotta step further away from the TV for uh, fear of ruining your eyes. Number four, CRT monitors. Uh, there was widespread was concerns that uh, radiation from CRT monitors would cause miscarriages in pregnant women. Number five... Wi-Fi. Uh, the killer Wi-Fi scares the same roots as the CRT one. It's invisible radiation that some people believe has terrible effects. Number six, the Y2K bug. Seven, robots. Eight, cloning. Nine, cassette recorders. Ten, VHS video recorders. Eleven, text-to-speak. And twelve, video games. So I, my initial thought in the research that I have done is that 5G is going is similar to a lot of that. It's something new, so people are freaking out about it. Well, again, and, and we talked about this several times on the show, people have... I, I shouldn't say people, because that makes it sound like everybody. There are a lot of people, they need a reason. 
Yes. Um, it, it, it can't be because something happened. It has to be a conspiracy so that their brain can process the information and they will willingly plug whatever number into it, whatever idea into it so that it will then make sense. Unfortunately, that makes most of Texas speech is the devil. Well, see, I mean, it's hard to argue. Um, the problem is, is that just makes our job that much more difficult. Like we already have a difficult job. We already have the job of educating the public, but now we have to uneducate them on falsehoods and then reeducate them with the truth. Instead of them just saying, Hey, I don't know what this is, what's going on and having a, a good conversation. We have to spend the first half getting through to them on what isn't true so that we can just get through to them with what is. And and, that, and that's it, the part it that, just it just makes the hill that much bigger and that's the part that frustrates me most is i i don't know much about cars I'm, i'll be honest i don't know a catalytic converter from a tie rod but it, you know i take it to a mechanic and he says hey this is out this is what it is it needs to be fixed cool okay fix it that's what i brought it to you for we have scientists who study things like COVID-19 or 5G or all these other things that are out there who they focus their life on getting educated in that particular topic and then they put out their information and people go, mm, nah, no, nope, no, nope, you're, you're wrong. And now I know where you're going to go before, not necessarily you, but I, I can hear it in my head. People are going to say, well, there's bad mechanics out there. Okay, True. But the bad mechanics probably aren't working for Porsche and not working for Mercedes and not working for Ferrari. So, you know, these people are at the pinnacle of their career working for the CDC and places of that nature. These aren't just some Joe Schmo who they walked by one day and went, well, uh, you look like a scientist, so congratulations, you got a job. I would just wish that we could take the the views of people more seriously I wish I could literally just delete them or had like a, a block button you know like if you started talking and you started saying well I think the government I could just go click and I didn't have to hear <laughs> you anymore that's what I wish well because um, there would be a lot of blocked people in my life at this moment in time that's um, true probably is I, I, I'm sure it's the same for you, Ben. I get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like I walk out my door pretty much on a daily basis and a neighbor or somebody will stop and be like, hey, so I have a question. And I don't mind that. Um, though it's funny because they all say, aren't you sick of people asking you by now? And I was like, honestly, no. Yeah, no. I, um, this, is, this is affecting all of our lives. I get I'm it. Yeah. perfectly happy to answer. What does get frustrating is a situation you just described where they're like so i heard that ibuprofen will make your symptoms worse and i'm like no and they're like but what if it does i'm like no <laughs> you know um you know so i go over the the evidence like there's no linkage um that's actually possibly a misinformation campaign by another foreign power i was like 
there, there's a lot of reasons to not believe this. They're like, well, I stopped taking it anyways. I was like, okay, what, do you have COVID? They're like, no. I'm like, but okay. So what, yeah, what, 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 is, what are we going for here? And that's the overall reason I don't mind doing education during a pandemic like this. Not that we'll hopefully ever see this again in our life, but when people are that scared that if anything could possibly hurt them, they're willing to stop it. Except of course, you know, not talking to other people, but anything else, they're just grasping onto anything as an information life preserver. And I think it's our job to go out and I don't mean just you and I, I mean, providers or people that listen to the show, if you know some good information, please, you know, pass it along. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but realistically, I think it starts, um, here with us, with us, um, right here. Um, what? I said, we're the end all right here. Um, so I seen that Pollyanna was on earlier. Um, she's probably still on too. Did Ben say penetrate? I think it's time for a visit, return visit. Absolutely. So that that kind of triggered something in my brain that I wasn't going to talk about, but hell, why not? Why not? Um, NYC, Tom, have you seen the the sex and coronavirus uh, 2019 and how the, the safest ways to engage in sex during the COVID-19 epidemic? Um, so I did see one of the things about a health concern where people were asking things that you should stop doing. Um, and I definitely think that's a Pollyanna related right. um, situation. It, I seen her, she was on, I was like, Oh, um, so the, uh, New York city health department put out, uh, you basically need to know how COVID spreads, um, have sex with people close to you. You are your safest sex partner, Tom. Uh, the next safest partner is someone you live with. And then you should avoid close contact with anyone outside <laughs> your household, including sex. Um, you need to take care during sex. Kissing can easily pass COVID-19, so you don't want to kiss anyone who's not part of your small circle. Uh, rimming might also spread COVID-19. Hello. Condoms and dental dams can reduce contact with saliva or feces, especially during oral or anal sex. And then washing up uh, before and after sex is more important than ever. And the other other recommendations that I've seen out have been things to the nature of um, avoiding positions that are... Why did we lose... Did we lose the video? I don't think we did. Did we? No, okay. I just lost it on my end for a second. Well, you are terrible. Um, hold on. You're telling me yes. that I – no, explain the position thing. No, I want to hear more about this. Hold on. Before I, before I say anything that gets me into trouble. Um, so you, you don't want to do like face-to-face positions where you could easily – pass COVID on uh, so you know you want to do other positions 
Well, I think my first problem is getting someone into a position. I'll worry about what we're what we're doing after that. That's realistically the problem. Like you said, I am my my best uh, partner. So I mean, I don't know what else to say for that one. Though I saw that very same thing, and it just cracked me up. I could not stop laughing at that. Yes, because um, yes. I the day. The day I thought a public health department was going to have to put out a warning about giving rim jobs was just not on my agenda of things I thought I'd see. Not a day you thought you'd see, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably yeah. Anna's basically saying it's from behind. So that's that's what I was getting at, uh, trying to be nice. <clears throat> what? Tom? Like I did something bad? Well, no, I think because we were kind of hinting around at it, so she was just <laughs> throwing it out there for us. John, John, uh, Tom, your expressions are very entertaining during this topic. Yeah. Yeah, see, I bet they are. <laughs> I was reading so I could not see your expressions. So uh, I'll have to go back and watch oh. the video later. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're self-explanatory at this point. <laughs> so um, I so I saw a couple questions actually up here I want to I wanna get back to. One uh, is from Brian and Nikki. It says, do you think that some folks – don't believe what's being said because not all information being shared is necessarily the same. And yes, a hundred percent. I think that's the problem. I think Ben addressed this earlier is far too often uh, the major networks are trying to be the first. So they're putting out information that is sometimes not always 100% vetted or, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing that, people uh, on the outside are doing they're hearing one bit of information a second bit of information and they're just putting out there and they're saying oh you know a plus b now equals c and then we're coming out and saying no that that's not it it looks like that but that's not what's going on um for instance like we said the masks at first everyone was like well why can't i just put on a mask and that protects them and then we had to be like well after research this is droplet and aerosol um, so you don't really need a mask, but people want to believe that since we keep saying the word respiratory, that therefore a mask will save them and it won't. So I, I think that is a hundred percent part of the reason we're having a problem with this. The second problem is, is there's no way you're going to be able to get everybody on the same page. There's, you know, 70 right. different news networks. Um, there's 180 countries involved. There's, you know, the CDC, the world health, the white house, no one is going to put everybody on the same page. Sadly. Sadly. Uh, there was an earlier question that has now scrolled up beyond where I can see, but it was, um, what's the curve look like? And the curve is still going up. Um, current estimations are that it, uh, depending on where you're at, it will peak anywhere from now through the uh, end of April, beginnings of May. Um, and there's lots of... Uh, um, I go ahead, sir. I was just going to say, I think that that is a um, regional dependent curve, though. Yeah. Um, like I said, my that. state, we're actually we're actually below and ahead of where we expected to be. So I, and that doesn't mean that we're not preparing for surge. That does not mean that we in any way think that this is over or things are great, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem with curves are their projections of what we think is going to happen. And you're dealing with the most volatile and unstable substance in the universe that we know of so far. And that's human beings. 
Huh. So if they start doing what we're supposed to be doing, we can actually start, you know, improving this much faster than we have been. If we keep continuing at the rate we're going, this curve is going to be much larger than what we want and possibly dangerous. So it, it, I think it's a regionally dependent, though, yeah, especially no, due I to just you. sheer size of the United States. There's no way Ben's region is going to be the same as my region, which is the same as New York's region. Like it's, it, the curves are just going to be vastly different. Population densities, um, stuff like that, just Bed play a big part. There's lots that goes into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yo, uh, talking about miracle drugs and hydrochloroquinolone. Um, hey. You know, there's there's still studies, despite what is being said elsewhere. Um, some studies are showing some positive effects. Uh, some are not showing any effects at all. So that's the best answer that I can give you on that. Um, I actually have, um, I want to say it was Fauci a couple days ago, and I've seen a couple other um, statements on the hydroxychloroquinolone and um, chloroquine or whatever it is, um, stuff like that. Um, so far, all the evidence is at best anecdotal. So we don't have any long-term studies or anything that says that we have anything that's going to help. The only medication um, that I have seen that they have done studies that have replicated results is actually a very old, it's like 30 or 40 year old medication. And they're doing the studies right now in Australia. It's called Imervictin. Um, ivermectin and it's actually yeah it's uh it's um actually used uh, it's used in a variety of things but i know mostly it's used in large animal farming now <laughs> so well, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting we also use but, it in like scabies and um lice yeah can be i mean for, for a i'm human just saying population but yeah it's not something that's used a whole lot you're right yeah i would say it, it's not that we don't use it it's just we have other medications that we have found been better with less side effects so um but I, again i don't know what the side effects are i don't know what the studies are going to be yeah. so um, uh, it, it's hard to say but i i think that there is i i think the difference between the hydroxychloroquine um and the imervictin is that there's so far zero studies that have been replicated that show any positive effects repeatedly with the hydroxychloroquine but so far the Invictin um, they are showing repeated processes now clearly that is all preliminary and they have said this is not we're not recommending for treatment based on these studies but we have shown this once and so we're going forward with our step two and yeah. so I think that is a huge step forwards obviously that these are all though I don't want to say, I mean, a treatment is more than a Band-Aid, but they are still primarily bridges till we get to vaccines or, you know, larger immunities to this. Yes, I agree. Um, one other video I want to talk about real quick, because um, it's been sent to me a few times now, is a um, chiropractor who is talk comes out and talks about COVID-19 and using vitamins and, and being more holistic. And I'm, I'm, my thoughts are this, and I don't know if you've seen the video, Tom, if not, I'll forward it to you after we get off the air so you can watch it. But um, I have two thoughts on this video. Number one, I love my chiropractor. I go to a chiropractor. He does a wonderful job. 
Love my chiropractor. Uh, probably not who I would go to for an infectious disease. Um, no. Similar to if my car is broken down, I'm not going to take it to an electrician because they both work on things. Um, it's not, you know, it, it just, it doesn't drive. Um, the second thing that I would say about this video is I would caution you from getting advice from anybody who's trying to sell you something because I guarantee you more often than not, whatever they're selling is probably going to be what they're recommending as the treatment or the next latest, greatest thing. So I would say anybody who is outwardly trying to sell you something, take it with a grain of salt. Speaking of taking things with a grain of salt, for all the people that are correcting <laughs> me saying Imervictin instead of Ivermectin, um, I don't use it, okay? I use the other medications that we commonly use for it. I don't deworm a lot of cattle, so sorry. So stop. I get it. Well, they want to make sure that you, you know. They would, um, oh, they wanted to make sure I got it. <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about, Tom, before we get into some more questions since they're blowing up all over the place? No, no um, I was actually going to just address some. So we got one from Brock. Um, so, and, and this is something that I've seen before, and I think we addressed it last week or the week before. Um, could China have done this as a biological warfare to get back at the U.S.? I can't tell you 100% Brock that it's not. What I can tell you is that that is highly, highly unlikely for a variety of reasons. Um, the mechanism of action, the targeted population, the um, delivery of the weapon. Like, let's assume it is a weapon. They basically shot themselves in the foot to cause a wound to us. Like effectively what China would have done if China had developed us as a weapon is they shot themselves in the foot and then they hoped we would step in the blood so that we would get to the, we would get it too. Um, if you are deploying a biological warfare weapon, that is not the way militaries would deliver that payload. Uh, second of all, and I think this is another thing that Ben brought up last time, um, the population it's mostly attacking are the elderly if you were using a biological weapon you primarily want to do it either a to take out um, a targeted population which at this case would be young healthy males two it's also an area denial weapon so you throw down something like say anthrax and it's so the army doesn't want to go to that area well that doesn't really make a lot of sense with a virus that can only last a couple hours to a day or two or three so no and I don't think that there's any chance that this is a biological weapon. That's a good answer, Tom. Good, good job. Um, Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Um, <laughs> Stephanie, do you feel that COVID has changed the way healthcare will function from here on out? Um, in some aspects, I certainly do, yes. I think that the expansion of telehealth and uh, people... Uh, seem to be really liking that, at least for, in my part of the, the country. Um, I foresee that that becoming more of a uh, more of a, a way that we reach out to our patients. Um, you know, it's the 21st century and it's much easier for them to talk to us um, you know, for 
things that they don't necessarily need to come into the office for. I don't necessarily need to listen to heart and lungs, but other things, you know, anxiety, depressions, things of that nature. Um, so I do think that will change. I think, or at least I hope, that everybody as a whole has a better understanding of how quickly pandemics can can happen. You know, our, you know people say, you know, well, H1N1 and um, the bird flu or, you know, avian flus and all this other stuff. Um, it, it wasn't quite to this extent. So I, I just hope that we come out with a better understanding. And rarely have we seen something that is this contagious. I mean, even with the H1N1, the rate of transmission was just not this high. So it, it does change. It changes the, the, the playing field when you're dealing with something that can transmit from person to person this quickly. And I hope that this has opened the eyes to the public of what we're going through. And I honestly hope though to a much larger extent it shows people the fragility of the system that we're dealing with yeah i mean it it didn't take much at all for us to start poking holes and be like well now i can't do stuff Um, i I don't know i don't know that there is a great answer to that but that's how it feels like to me um that there was a lot of information that either a could have been used sooner to start preparing us. But even if we had, um, I think there's only a certain level of mitigation. It certainly would have saved lives if we had done stuff sooner, but at the same time, I don't know that it would have changed some of the outcomes for the people needing PPE, for example. Yeah. You hope that hospitals and in the nation have a better understanding of how quickly we're going to burn through PPE and can, figure out ways to um, amass that where it's where we're not having to you know risk our health and our safety to continue to take care of patients because we don't have the appropriate PPE um, Genship, even the CDC couldn't get it together at first but ibuprofen use of the COVID and recommendations the treatment seemed to change daily very true that's kind of what makes it hard is you know, sadly, we're all kind of uh, learning. Um, you know, somebody that I work with mentioned uh, it was a great line. It's like we're kind of writing the policies as we go because we are. Um, it's, you know, things change by day by day and sometimes even hour by hour as far as recommendations and treatment and how we're going to handle things. So uh, it's just trying to stay as up to date with it as we can. Um I'm just reading some of the other said, questions yeah. ahead. She said she's, uh, you know, they've seen more deaths, more sick patients in the last few weeks uh, or last week. Uh, don't always seem to respond like you would think with ARDS. It's been very hard. And I, it sucks. I know. I'm sorry. I wish I had a better answer. Um, yeah. It, just, um, it sucks. Yeah. I, unfortunately, this is one of those. And, and I think we've all had a patient where we did everything right. And the outcome was still death or poor. Um, And I mean that from like the ER, ICU, the very acute sense of, and I I guess it does apply to the office, but I mean more like you do everything. You you did the right drugs. You started the right drips. You got them intubated. You did everything you could. It still wasn't enough. 
I think this is the first time that we're looking at possibly the first time we're looking at a widespread disease process that has that same outcome where there are so many COVID patients and these doctors are getting them airways quickly. They're getting into the ICU units. It's just not enough. And that's one of the things that really irks me when, you know, you see these people arguing on Facebook or they're trying to prove their point mm -hmm. and they're saying, well, it's, it's fake or the government's uh, really using this as a tool, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I posted that on one of their little arguments was, you know, you people have never seen somebody intubated and die, even though you did everything right. And it shows, and they try to turn it into something else. But that's the point is in healthcare, we're doing everything right. And sometimes it's still not enough. And I think that that's to me, the only thing that I don't want to say worries me, but it, 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 it definitely feels defeating. Like, oh, yeah. so I can still do it right and I could still lose. That That's my problem. I, I, I still don't want people to panic, but... That's the problem I think I have with the... It's a hoax. You know, conspiracy theories, I, I can sometimes at least see the end game as far as what, what they are seeing come from it. Whether it's 9-11 or... Um, any of the other conspiracies that are out there outside of maybe flat earth. Um, but Ugh. with the media saying, okay, so we're saying that this is, is a hoax. I don't understand the end game. I mean, to what end? So is, is the media doing it? And then therefore you don't trust the media, but then you also have people in the government coming out and saying it. So then do you not trust the government? Well, you know, the government and the media can't work together, so I, I just don't understand to what end people see that it being a hoax. What what the end game is for them? I just I just, I just can't personally see it. I but that's the point. Also, is maybe there isn't an end game. Maybe they just need this to try and explain it away, so that they don't have to be afraid of the fact that. There is literally something out there that can make them sick, though I would still like to point out that overwhelmingly most people are having no symptoms to very mild symptoms. Right. Um, even the majority of people that go into hospitals for treatment are recovering well. Um, it is a very small percentage of people that are having fatal reactions. But when you are having this many people at the same time having the same reaction, that's what's overwhelming the hospital system. And I don't know why that is so hard for so many people out there to understand. I don't know either. No. I, I mean, I wish I did. I just, I don't know. Um, a question. The there's no answer. No, there's really I, I like this. There's no answer. It is. It's just what it is. It. That's 100% true. But that's not going to stop them from being dumb and killing somebody that didn't need to be. So I, I don't want to let them off. I, I guess I feel like I'm letting them off the hook if I don't call them on it. Like, Hey, like you don't have to freak out. You can wash your hands. You can do some social distancing and it will most likely keep you safe. But if you don't do it, you could kill someone and they just can't figure that out. Yeah. Um, I had a question sent to me in regards to like percentages of patients 
or people that have COVID versus those who don't. You know, right now it's going to be really hard to say because we're only testing uh, symptomatic people in this country. Um, so the percentage that quote-unquote have it is very low compared to the normal uh, total population of the United States. With that being said, I do think there's hope in the future, whether that be three months, six months, whatever the case may be, of being able to do like IgG and IgM testing, which can show if you have had this infection and that you have uh, antibodies to it. Um, and so I think once we start getting that data, then we'll have much better data to say how many people truly had this disease and recovered and didn't know it, or uh, the, the true numbers. I don't, I don't think we'll know those for several years, if ever. Yeah, I, I, I do know that there are several places. Um, for instance, I know that Ohio State and a couple other places are working on some tests that are in-house, that they are getting results within hours, not days. Right. And I think as that information is spread out to other places, you're going to see the test results coming in quicker and faster. Um, and I, again, we talked about it a week or two ago. The FDA has approved some point-of-care testing. Now, where that's at, I don't know. We're going to get more information. And, we, and we're and, going to find out yeah. that the the group of people is much larger than we had anticipated. So, you know, there goes your curve. You know, your graphs are going to start looking all sorts of skewed <laughs> once we, once oh, we no, put absolutely. that big of a denominator. But I, I think it's so hard for people to grasp that we're, we're projecting those numbers out based on what we think we know. And they're like, well, I'm like, I don't, I don't have an answer for your well. Yeah. True. And they, they assume if there isn't a hard answer, then it must not be true. And I'm like, that's that's just not how this works. But um, that's where we are. A few more statements there on the on the page, Jeff, and uh, then kind of pick it, or Jeff's comment was going to be a lot of HCP PTSD after this. Uh, Tammy kind of piggybacking off of that. It's a hard pill for HCPs to swallow. We want to save everyone. We're not used to feeling helpless. And that is so true because you feel like nobody went into this to harm people and nobody went into this to see everything that they do and do everything right and still come up short. Um, and so it is. It's 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 just a shitty deal. Um, and I wish I had a better answer. I mean, I'm... It's not even necessarily an answer, but I mean, I just, it's, it sucks is the best statement that I can make about it. It sucks really bad. It does suck. And again, um, I know we talked about it on a way back episode. Uh, that's one of the whole reasons I got into nursing. I didn't want to feel helpless again. I didn't want yeah. to be in a situation where I didn't feel like I could help people. And here we are. All I can tell you is for the healthcare providers out there listening, um, you have to take care of yourself first. True. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I meant you don't do anybody any good if you go down too. So let's try and keep all that in mind. All right? You can't put out someone else's house if it's on fire, if your house is also on fire. It, it just doesn't work. Um, that would be the first thing I'd have to say. So there, there does need to be some mental cleansing 
yes. in, in whatever capacity that we can do for this and, and whatever that is for you. You know, there are people, uh, meditation, church, um, therapy. I, I don't care what it is, but if you feel like you need it, please seek it. Yes, absolutely. Medication, church, um, <laughs> the, yeah, you said therapy, yoga. Um, I bet I probably know what Pollyanna's is. Um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> that's honestly one of the reasons that, uh, you know, of course, not that anybody out here nece- out there would necessarily know. Um, Tom and I play Xbox a lot together. Um, that's one of the reasons that I've been doing that a lot more lately is because that's my time for my brain to shut off and not think COVID-19. I mean, from the time I get up to the time I go to sleep outside of a few minutes, I'm either taking care of COVID or I'm taking care of patients. I'm answering messages or I'm answering questions, which I don't mind doing. Like Tom said, I don't mind at all. That's my, that's what I signed up for. Um, but that hour and a half or two hours or whatever it is that Tom and I and, and the rest of the guys can get on and just kind of veg out and play allows my mind to reset and get up and go to work the next day. Like Tammy said, we do it so that we can get up and we can go to work and, yep. and we repeat the process. Um, and then we can do things like prescribe ivermectin. So that's, <laughs> or, the, that's what I get up for. Or Lexapro or Zoloft or anything else that you may need for, yeah. Well, um, I'm going to need it after talking to Jeff after this. Good Lord, man. Well, so. he wants to make sure that you sound professional, Tom. Um, he's clearly never met me so that's probably true uh, <laughs> apparently I was wrong Pollyanna's was meditation so uh, well yeah before I know <laughs> I was people can see the chat I was just you know yeah um, <laughs> try to keep it kid friendly no no not necessarily kid friendly but just yeah yeah Leave something to the imagination. So, any other questions? Any other comments from people? Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that we necessarily want to talk about this episode other than just trying to dispel some of the crap that's out there still. Well, and certainly we can do this again in a couple days because obviously there's going to be more information. Um, I, I am a little frustrated, and again, not trying to be political, but hearing... Um, people in positions of power talk about medications that may work. I, mm. I, I want, mm. I want for us to try and stick to information that we know and try and stay away from speculation. And yeah, the, that, that, cause that's a, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous slope. To go down, and that's my only fear. I, I'm not saying that that medication may not even be the savior. It very well could be. I don't know. What I do know is that we don't have enough information to say that yet. And when they start saying stuff like that, it can cause a huge problem. What frustrated me most about the comment that was made that I know what you're talking about was, well, there's this medication out there. If it helps, great. If it doesn't help, what's the big deal? Well, the problem is, if you go back to Pharmacology 101, the problem with with that statement is all medications, everything that we put in our body is 
poison, and we're just trying to control the effects of it. So every medication is going to have side effects. And I guarantee you that if I prescribe ivermectin for someone and they have a reaction to it or they have something bad happen and either are you know, killed or have a chronic problem to develop from that and they come back to me and say, why did you prescribe this? And I don't have, a, I don't have medical necessity and medical reasoning behind it. Uh, here's my license. I'm done. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that's that's what happens when any any well-known person, it doesn't have to be a person in power. It can be an athlete. It could be a movie star says, well, this is what I did. Then I get people in the office. I get people in the office saying, I can't take insets. I ask them, do you have COVID? And they say no. I was like, so first of all, there's no link but two if you don't have it then what's the problem with taking ibuprofen i don't get it it you know it it just leads down this path Uh, people were worried about blood pressure medications yeah and even though we told them over and over and over there's no link um between this blood pressure medication and worsening of symptoms they will tell you well i heard or i read and then demand to be put on medication that may not be as successful for them. And then it just blossoms out into this problem and it's growing larger and larger. It, that's, that was my whole point. And I, again, it didn't have to be a political person. It could be a movie star. It could be right. no, a I, football player. I don't care. I, I just, well, shit, look at, I try not, I try not to bag on the media too much because I, I know that they do, not a great job, but I know they're doing, they're trying to do their job, but when they lend credence to this information by putting it out there and they know what people are going to do, that's a problem for me. Like we, we already have enough problems. No, I would <laughs> please stop. And I agree with you. <laughs> you know? It's not necessarily somebody in power. I mean, like you said, a celebrity or athlete or something along the lines. I mean, think back one playboy bunny set back how many years of research and oh yeah life-saving oh, yeah. vaccines by one one person that started i mean to yeah. an extent but i mean they're oh. the ones who who no jenny mccarthy when yeah. she came out and said there's a link between autism and vaccines look what happened yeah and so i i we are in a precarious position right now and we don't need any setbacks I agree. And so that's 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 my big thing. Um, going through some more comments here, Jen. Uh, I can't help but feel like the course of my entire life brought me here. I mean, I'm not a nurse or doctor, but it feels like all my choices brought me to a place where I can make a big difference in a difficult time. We're glad you're there to do that. Um, Tammy, uh, which is my mom for anybody who doesn't know, but hey, you know. Um, <laughs> my dad said it's our calling. That's why she's, she's going to... That's why she's going to um, ground you for probably. agreeing with Pollyanna earlier. Yeah, I already know it. It's okay. She's probably grounding her agreeing with you. Um, <laughs> See? Kimberly, See, Tammy? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is causing my mental stress is the loss of any supporting evidence or behavior from corporate healthcare and administrative that we are more than a commodity. Ooh. Tom, you want to feel that one? <laughs> yeah. Um... I want 
to believe that I, I let me start over. I do believe that there are times and situations where they are allowing the staff to act in the best interest of the patients. And that's the only thing that they can really do. The point of administration. And when I was administration, I try to say this, my job is not to go out and take care of the patients. My job is to take care of you so that you can take care of the patients. All right. If I have to go out and take care of the patients, I don't need you. And we're both ineffective. And so when you see the huge failures of administrations, not just on securing PPE and not just doing some of the, uh, sorry, I'm just seeing some of the comments. Yeah, I'm getting in uh, trouble. Not securing the PPE or the equipment. Um, it, it's hard for them to come to their staff and say, we're trying to do what's best for you. But by the way, wear the same N95 mask for, for two weeks. Like when you are looking at pictures of Iran in Italy and they are in full Tyvek suits going into a patient's room and they're like, no, 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 you, you can wear a, a, a t-shirt or a bandana. Yeah. I know it is. Mean. It is impossible for us to get across to those people that are possibly the best trained and best executing nurses in the world. And we're saying you're cannon fodder. Yeah, I so I, I agree a hundred percent with everything um, that's causing your mental stress, Kimberly. And the only thing I can tell you is one again: if you if you feel like you need to talk to someone or you need help, do it. Please, please reach. And out. two, you're not alone. You are not alone. Okay, that is the number one uh, mind killer when people get into these positions they start to feel alone you're not everyone is feeling the same right now everyone is going to work and wondering if they're bringing home covid to their families um you know did the person i just talked to have it uh, it's it, it's consistent across the board just remember that there are resources out there and that we will get through this that is also, I think, a light at the end of the tunnel that not many people are focusing on. Yeah, This all sucks right now, and it sucks hard. But it will get better. But it will get better. Um, we will get through this, and I hope we get through it with the idea of improving things on the other side. Also, I, I've seen a couple of videos by Z-Dog, and this is one of the last things. I think we're kind of winding down here towards the end. But yeah, I, so. um, I I will not forget what happened. I, I want us as a profession to not forget what is going on. And I don't want anybody out there else to forget. I don't want anybody to take the lives that have been lost for granted um, or the, or they be in vain. Yeah. You know, people have died. People have gotten sick, including uh, colleagues. Um, so when this is over, I, I think it's time for us to say someone, something needs to happen. Unfortunately, now is not the time to have that fight. Right. But when this is over, <laughs> there will be a day. <laughs> there, there will be a day. And all those people that, 
you know, or making healthcare decisions the past. And it, 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 that's the problem. It, it, it's not something, the problem didn't start today. It didn't even start in January. It could have been more effectively managed, sure, but the problem didn't start now. The problem started the day that we started putting MBAs in charge of hospitals with no healthcare experience and nobody holding them responsible to the healthcare professionals they're leading. I, I, I think that's part of the, the places where this started. When we started putting press Ganey's scores as part of the reimbursement for hospitals and money became more important than patients, I think that's where these problems started. Like a hopefully right when there. this is over <laughs> I think I think that when this is over we go no more you're not holding me hostage to a person and their opinion of my care versus the effectiveness of my care yeah I, I only hope that's where we're, we go uh, and just, ivermectin <laughs> ivermectin uh, Jeff says it's a calling as much as law enforcement or anything else he says he volunteers to be in the gauntlet every day he works he spends four hours in full PPE I do it for no other reason than I feel compelled to do so um, uh, dude you're awesome uh, that's uh, you know, I don't she was on earlier Kay Morg uh, which is a colleague that I work with um, she does a lot in our fever clinic in full PPE and some of that is because of my comorbidities with my asthma. Um, she takes a lot of the shifts over there so that I'm not over there. Um, so I think that's amazing that there are people who feel compelled to do so. I have done shifts over there. I'm not saying I haven't, but um, that means a lot to me that she's willing to step up and, and try to protect me also along with everything else. And we're going to get off on a side tangent, but like I said, we're winding down. So screw it. We can get a little <laughs> off track. Um, the coming from my background, um, there were times that I did things that I look back and I was like, wow, that was awfully stupid. <laughs> I could have really got Fair hurt enough. and, or possibly lost my life. Um, what I would say when people ask me why, why did you run into that burning building or when that guy was shooting, why did you run out there? Um, it was for the people around me, like what Jeff said. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was doing it for the other people there. I wasn't doing it. I didn't even think about honestly things that could, uh, the ramifications of what could have happened. You do it to take care of the people you're there with. You feel that, that, that compelling move yeah. like i have to do it so that other people make it through this and so i i i understand it and honestly i i feel like this is that um that apex moment for healthcare you know we're we're at that that point where people are going a lot of the stuff that we worried about before don't worry about it yeah we have to take care of the situation and when this is done we'll worry about that's one of the few good things i've noticed or i've had during this experience is that so many things that were bureaucratic bullshit and red tape before well did you fill out the you know i5 form and blah 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 and all this other stuff now is just do it just do it if you think it needs done and we, we will get we'll get to how we got you know paid for it, or we'll do something about it when this is all over 
and that has been a pretty awesome experience. All the stuff that before you're like, we can't do that. Suddenly we're doing it. So right. that's true. I, I, th- I think that is a pretty, that's a pretty impressive thing. If you, if you told people just six months ago, Hey, did you know that we're going to wipe out um, all surgeries and stop them cold just so we have extra patient beds? You would not like be like, no, that just doesn't happen. And, but look where we're at. Right. Indeed. So, um, it's our defective wiring. Huh. It's true. It is our defective wiring, just like mispronouncing ivermectin. <laughs> Tammy, because someone needed it's a you. simple, easy mistake, Jeff. Simple, easy mistake. Because someone needed you, thoughts of yourself never entered your mind. It's true. That's why, I mean, if, if I got called right now and they said, hey, we need you to come to the ER because we are swamped and it's, we got 400 COVID patients here. I'm, I'm putting pants on right you now. Go. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, I, I I guess that's one last thing we could talk about. I'm sure other people are having similar. Um, most hospitals I know, at least locally, um, especially PAs, NPs, um, also other physicians, they're like, what other capacity can you serve in? Yeah. Like, what else can you do? And so, yeah, I'm ER trained. That's I, I said ICU, ER, urgent cares, wherever, you know, if you have a fast track, whatever you need me to. But most likely if they said <laughs> my fatal flaw is pronunciation. Um, I think you, it was. I, 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 I think I think we all know that I'm going to say, well, where do you want to go? And we'll be like, ER, let's go. Why are, why are we? Yeah. Why? Why are you even talking to me? <laughs> like, let's go. I'm I'm throwing on the scrubs now. It's so. it's like I, uh, <laughs> it's like I said in like the other episode. Uh, you know, at this point, healthcare is the firefighters, and we are running into the smoke, um, and that's what we're doing. So, yeah. Um, um Jayco. Yes. Last thing. Yes, there you go. Let's let's uh, which, let's slap that elephant that's in the room. Was a hilarious meme that I seen. It was like, okay, last week we couldn't put scotch tape on the wall, and now you're telling us we can wear uh, or socks, socks for, <laughs> for masks. Yeah, socks for masks, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great. Uh, so you're saying? You um, no, that's a, that's. Yeah, and did you see the reply? Yeah, we wear <laughs> we rarely wear pants during the show. There you go. There's fun you can't fact. Can't see. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Fun fact for all the <laughs> listeners out there. Um, but no, let's go back to the Joint Commission and Jayco for a second. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I am openly rooting for the day that somebody comes in and is like, "You guys can't have drinks off drink mats or at nurses stations," because yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a response. Uh, they might want to just send me home that day because when I'm like, so let me understand this. I can use a shirt sleeve for a mask when every other country in the world is using Pappers, uh, reusable N95s, Tyvek suits, uh, negative pressure air rooms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you told me I could cover my face with the fucking sleeve of a shirt. So get out of here with your drink nonsense. That's literally probably what I'm going to say. Well, let's hope that you're not there the day they show up. Um, they should probably send me home that day. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. All uh, right. Well, hey, on the, 
that note, everybody's making fun of us. We don't wear pants, even though, you know, pantless Jen's even still here. Do you so want me to stand up right now, Jeff? I mean, I'll stand up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now the show's going off the rails. This is the Just Some podcast I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. Tammy, would you send a, sh- a soldier to the front lines in a t-shirt and flip-flops? No, no but we'll tell healthcare they can use a sock for a mask. So. Yeah. Or or uh, people that are trying to compare this to other problems in the world are like, well, lots of people are dying of drug overdoses. I'm, I, I try to tell them, well, you can't get a heroin high from standing too close to somebody. So that that's the difference. This is not a voluntary condition. You know, that's why this PPE and all of this is but, so vitally important. But you can't get a contact high from... You can get a contact high if they're smoking weed. There you go. Uh, but unfortunately, cannabis does not cure COVID-19. So No, it does not. And, uh, well, apparently, Pollyanna doesn't wear pants when we do the show either. There's another fun fact for you. See? We're all just pants well, here. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting on. conversation next time we talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, somebody's going to be getting a text message in just a few minutes. So, All right. Oh, Lord. Well, you know, I think it's going off the rails now, Tom. Can we handle yeah, this? Yeah, no, no. That's, that's right where I want it. Right? Just like in the movies where the train is teetering, like one set of wheels is off the track. That's right where, that's our, that's our wheelhouse. That's right where I want it. And Jeff wants to know if we can handle the ensuing laughter. I would just like to say, uh, we're built for ensuing laughter. So yeah, that's what we'd go for. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. That's, that's our thing. Ivermectin. What can I say? Well, Tom, on that note, I think we should wrap up this live COVID-19 Facebook Did you see how many we got up to real quick? As far as what? How many people were in the room this time? Um, I can't see. I don't got my little, the little ticker thing that told me like last time. At one point we're up to like 35, 40 at one time. We're at 19 right now. There's still 19 people watching our dumbasses. Hey, that's because they know quality dumbass. So there you go. Well, it's like uh, Jamie said earlier. 300 channels and I'm watching this good rope. <laughs> Drain baby access. Oh. oh, she brought up the old school. Man. Stick with the headshots, Look at boy. That. Nobody needs to see the underdesk camera view. You. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Thank you. However... I happen to know that that gentleman will be asking me for a picture later. So either way, it's fine. I don't care. Uh, hey, so. no. Wow. All right. Tom, man, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you too, Ben. Tom, uh, short, I am sorry. Um, it must be a government conspiracy to keep us down. They don't want you to hear the all-important truth. That is being brought forth by just some podcast. Um, however, the video will be up here shortly. Yep. Is that right, Ben? Yeah, no, it'll be here. So you'll be able to catch up on the entire episode here in just a little while. There you go. For everybody out and there. And since I know you know my email, 
you can go ahead and just, you know, email me any questions later. So for anybody out there uh, that is working in an essential job, whether that be, you know, because we focus a lot on healthcare, of course, but, uh, and I mean anybody in, <laughs> wow, you, you already have yeah. one, it's a close-up. It's, it... Ooh, anyway, um, <laughs> for anybody in, damn it, I'm trying to be serious, stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, serious. <clears throat> serious. Right. Um, without pants, always without pants. For everybody out there who's working and taking care of patients and and taking care of the hospitals to make them continue to run, whether that's in EVS or lab or radiology or nursing or whatever, thank you for what you're doing. For everybody else that's out there that's essential workers in the grocery stores, convenience stores, truck drivers, all the other stuff, thank you for continuing to do what you do to help everybody out. Please stay safe out there. I stole Tom's line. <laughs> because he was being mean. You want to say anything? Not now. No, no, you got to say it still. No, I gave, I gave, Ivermectin. I gave my, there, I said that. I gave my heartfelt. <laughs> is it your turn to be heartfelt? 30 seconds. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that's what I'm known for is the heartfelt. So... I I guess Ben covered the the heartfelt part, and um, I I just want to say this: uh, we have tough times ahead. We probably have tougher times coming up. So you're going to feel down sometimes. You're going to feel beat up, and you're not going to want to push forwards. And when you do, I want you to remember that it's time to suck it up. We all are in the shit locker together. <laughs> Okay. When we get done with this, we'll have plenty to talk about. But for right now, seriously, keep your world small. Focus on what you can do in front of you. Don't try and pay attention to how to fix the world because you can't. You can only help that patient that's right in front of you. Stay focused on that fact. One patient at a time. Embrace the suck because it does suck. And when this is all over, we can all have a good hug and cry it out then but uh that doesn't mean you can't now that just means i want you to realize that this is hard it's hard for everybody and we have got to stay focused on what we're trying to accomplish so we can get through this all in one piece but in the meantime it stays safe but in the meantime we're going to continue to put out episodes because you know maybe this is somebody's therapy is to Sit and listen to us answer questions and talk shit and Ooh. cut up. So maybe feel, we are feel helping bad for that person get through what they're dealing with right now. Tom. Well, they need obvious. They clearly need more help than I can give them. If that's well, what's going on. Clearly, um, everything else has been shut down, so they can't get that help. So we're still here for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I can sh- tell them how to pronounce ivermectin. Yeah, so there you go. That's what I got. All right. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. This video will be back up here shortly, and we appreciate all the questions and the interaction.